Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. It was definitely tough. And um, so, you know, she was, you know, even as, even as a lady holding her ground. But, you know, it was just still, you know, those images in my head. I can just see the fights and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't a good feeling or it wasn't um, um, joyful to see uh, that actually happening. But it was real. Now grab your pen and your pad as we continue on this journey to finding peace within together. Hello and welcome to Finding Peace Within. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. Thank you for tuning in to Finding Peace Within and welcome. If this is your first time, welcome to Finding Peace Within. And as we say at my church, if you are a repeat guest, we welcome you as well. Finding Peace Within uh, was created to help you become more aware of who you are spiritually. And we do that through spiritual awareness. Today's topic is going to be good. But before we get into the topic, um, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, and share Finding Peace Within with your family and your friends. You've been blessed. You certainly want others to be blessed as well. Hello, everyone. And guess what? I have Mr. Dalton back on set again tonight. Hello, love. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, love. (laughs) Don't you just love how he just hesitates when he says my name? Hello, love. (laughs) Yeah, so the reason why my husband is back is because you asked for him. (laughs) And I contacted his people and they said yes. And I said Thank you. So we are back for part two (laughs) to talk about the fatherless life. Um, Last week, we um, we talked more about Stephen's growing up without a father. And this week, we're going to um, talk more about the man he has become today and some of um, the statistics that have been written about fatherless lives and his um spiritual walk with the lord and how being um being saved and having a relationship with the lord has um impact him to be a great father a husband and a man of god so today love you want to say hello to the people hello people This is really good. I have really enjoyed having you on set. I really have. <laughs> it's been fun. Good. And I think the people have enjoyed the conversation as well. And once again, um, as we're preparing for Thanksgiving, which is Thursday. Yes. Yes, we're preparing for Thanksgiving Thursday. If you um, perhaps don't have a family to celebrate with, there are um, many churches that are having services thanksgiving morning find your way to a place of of worship so that you can just feel the love and and if you don't have family spend that time with some friends and you can always go uptown and serve um the less fortunate find yourself um perhaps at the women's shelter just serving and sharing the love of christ Um, we'll be in south carolina enjoying dinner with the wilsons Amen. Looking forward to that time. Indeed. Looking forward to that time with my parents um, and my siblings. It's going to be great. 
And so at this time, I'm going to ask Love to go ahead and open us in prayer. Okay. Lord, we love you on today. God, you are an amazing God. You're so wonderful, God, and we just give you glory. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity, God, Lord, just to speak to you, oh God, Lord, to have this conversation, oh God, all those this is horizontal, oh God, at the end of the day, we know ultimately it will be vertical, oh God, so that you will hear and that you will give what needs to be said and that you will bring it down and let it flow down to your people. God, I thank you, Lord God, for my wife, oh God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this platform, oh God, that you've given her, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity, oh God, Lord, to share, oh God, from the heart uh, what you have made us to be, Lord, not covering anything, oh God, not hiding anything, oh God, Lord, but ultimately just bringing things to light for you are the light of the world and you are not hidden oh god but you are up and lifted lord so we lift our lives to you oh god and before your people oh god lord so that someone can receive for what you're going to say on today just continue lord just to keep us all oh god in your grace and in your love which is never changing and always everlasting in your son jesus name we pray amen 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 and amen so we're going to dive right into this um this statistically, uh, love, it is written that um, the effects of growing up without a father, most, I'm not sure if it's about men or uh, girls or boys, but because you're a man, we're going to say boys. Uh, they are more aggressive. They are more likely to be depressed. They have low self-esteem, um, more, like more likely to do poorly in schools. Uh, more likely to be incarcerated and commit suicide and more likely to use drugs. That was six things that psychologists say children who grow up without fathers are likely to do or be involved in. Um, what's your take on that? I know there are some of these things you, you've never experienced. And of course, I can't speak to that. But um, what, what's your thought on that? So that's aggressive, depressed, low self-esteem, do poorly in school, um, they're incarcerated, they're more likely to commit suicide and more likely to, to use drugs. And I saw another one where um, it said that the girls were more likely to become teen moms, which means the boys are probably becoming teen dads. So let's give us a little insight on that from a male's perspective. Yeah, um, I can definitely, uh, I can, I can see it uh, because, you know, just how um, the position of, of, of a father, uh, the position of um, the leader, the family leader mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, um, he is the one to give instruction. He is the one to teach. He's the one to instill uh, the characteristics of uh, what needs to be shared with um either the daughter or the son. Um, so when he's not there or if he is out of position, then um, this kind of leave, um, this leaves areas um, open and uncovered mm -hmm. um, for things to be kind of um, figured out uh, on, upon the child on their own. So um, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Yeah. Um, and even some families with fathers in the household, um, have experienced some of these, you know, of course I was a teen mom and mm -hmm. it wasn't because my daddy wasn't around, but it's because I was just hard headed. <laughs> right. So, right. Oh, you're going to agree you with say. me. <laughs> yes, that's what I've heard. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
<laughs> he agreed with me being hard headed. Hey, I'm, hey, the truth will set you free. I just heard the story. That's all. Amen. And it's the truth. And it's, this is my story. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, um, we know of some of our friends who, who've had their fathers who, um, have been involved in drugs and have been incarcerated. Um, and I know one friend of mine that did commit suicide um, who didn't have his father. So statistically, this um, this is pretty much on target. And I know psychologists, they, they probably do a lot of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Surveys or mm-hmm. um, from their patients who perhaps have experienced these things. So we're, we're going to set this to be true, that these things do happen in our lives. So for you personally, have you ever dealt with any of the, of the seven? I know you were not a teen father, um, but of the six, have you personally have ever experienced any of these? Um, I'm looking over this list and, um, I wonder what that, uh, what that aggressive, when they say aggressive, what does that mean? I would have to hear like the definition um, specifically of what they're saying is being aggressive um, because I'm just by nature as it well. For me as a man, I am aggressive. Yes, you are. As a man. I'm <laughs> uh, going to tell you what they say about aggressive. I'm going to read okay, it for you. Okay, okay there we go. go. More context. There we go. Psychology studies show that children growing up without fathers are more likely to be aggressive and quick to anger. I've always had a copious am- amount of anger not just loud anger, but quiet anger as as well. And this is the psychologist talking. For me personally, quiet anger is more insidious and volatile. Silent anger doesn't have a proper release valve. It just builds up like a growing monster, maturing right along with you. I've spent nearly all my life containing myself because I know it isn't particularly productive or acceptable to be outwardly angry. Anger makes you think and act with with stupidity, and that's just a bad way to release anger, to release energy. Additionally, um, I have a greater chance of passing on my aggression to my children. Now I for, now I am forced to consider this: if I ever to decide to have a family, do I really want to have children that are aggressive? So that's what he means by aggressive. Hmm. Anger outwardly and inwardly. Well, I mean, I can see that. I mean, from my standpoint, um, you know, I guess trying to understand the whole anger, who you're mad at. Mm-hmm. Right. So that just kind of depends on what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just define it as, you know, kind of, you know, who you're mad at and what you're mad at. Now, if you're if you're mad at everything, that's totally different. In, in my opinion, if you're mad at if you're mad at the whole world per se versus um you know a, a particular situation which is normal because as human beings um you know we can be angry even the Bible says be angry but sin not um so um I'm assuming and he says uh, to, I am he says to be slow to anger too yeah 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 so I'm assuming that this is a perspective of 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 being angry at the world I'm assuming as being that. Well, you can be angry, and I'll just talk about me. Um, so, as uh, just before you get there, okay. so no, I, I'm not angry um, at the world. 
um, by no means. However, um, I am, um, I'm, I'm just aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, I'm, one, I'm looking 1, at him. I'm looking at him side eye like. <laughs> I, one thousand percent. I, I, I am aggressive and yeah push that button and see what happens but go ahead i remember you saying don't let the bow ties fool you yeah, yeah <laughs> that part yeah that right yeah that part <laughs> and in growing up um fatherless and growing up um surviving okay. um i'm sure being aggressive that's a part of the norm paid. from where I come from. Exactly. So, you know, for me, I mean, it just has to do, you know, technically, um, and I'm just speaking for me, you know, from an environmental standpoint, because, um, you know, how I grew up and where I grew up, um, you know, no time to lay down. You, you, you got to, you, you, you got to pull up them bootstraps and you got to get out there and you go, you got to rumble and you got to run with the rest of the boys at the end of the day. So, um, so yeah, I mean, again, so for me, and pitch it back to you. So uh, aggressive, yeah, I def, I one, I one thousand percent, I'm aggressiveness is, is is there. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know Stephen, um, if he he people have looked at him and have asked me why is he so mean, and I was like, he's not mean, he, he's not mean, he's just very reserved and he observes, he he's very observative and. He's going to check you out before he check you out. Makes sense, love. Yeah, I mean, that sums it up. That, that, that sums, sums it up. up. You know, just, as I said last week, you know, just, you know, just being a, an observer when we were speaking last week and just, you know, studying, you know, as we go along, especially when it, when it comes to people. Um, as, they, as they say, I don't jump out the window on people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really, I check a person out, and, you know, as we're going along and we're, if we're meeting for the first time, or if we're forming a relationship of some sort over a course of time, then that lets me know how to process, how to um, deal with the person and, and see where it actually goes uh, from there. So, yeah, so that's right. That's good. That's good. Now, um, love, I want to go into um, the spiritual part of your journey because finding peace within is all about being spiritually aware. And to be spiritually aware is to be aware of why we do things, the purpose of it, and what the triggers are when we do things. And it's, and again, it's not always a negative. It's um, being aware. For me, if something upsets me, I always have to go back. Now, why did you respond that way? Where is this really coming from? Is it about that person? Is it about something that you are dealing with? And so when I check myself... Now I am more spiritual, spiritually aware. It's not religion. It's being in tune and centered with who you are as a soul, as an individual. And I know um, at our church, we have spiritual encounters. And he, you and I both have gone to the spiritual encounters, but you went before I did. Mm-hmm. So I would like for you to share um, first what is uh, what did you perceive the spiritual encounter to be? And why did you feel the need to go? Or were you forced to go? And what was that experience like for you? Okay. Um, my first thought when I when I heard of uh, a spiritual encounter, mm-hmm. 
I didn't know what it was. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was told, I was like, a spiritual encounter what? retreat. Like, what? What we going to be doing? <laughs> what we going to be doing? <laughs> going to be laid out? I, don't, I didn't know what it was going to be. <laughs> I was kind of scared, actually. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't know. So um, that was my first thought. Um, And then, um, you know, of course, um, you know, after getting there, and then you know, just, it was something that we had to do as part of leadership too. Yeah, so I was, I was, yeah. So um, a part of, so were we forced? Yeah, we were forced. <laughs> it just was what it was, because uh, you know, we're from from our upbringing, we had never heard of um, you know spiritual encounters uh, before. Um, so that was a part of our leadership training, which is not a bad thing. Um, you know, uh, being forced to do something, not to say necessarily forced, but as a part of uh, the package, because at my job, it's the same thing. Right. Um, they're not forcing me to uh, take my trainings, but if I want to continue to um, be employed uh, with the with the company or continue to grow with the company or get the opportunities, then uh, those things that are part of the package, um, I have to um, partake in those. So we're not saying it, it was uh, forces being like bad, but um. But yeah, so uh, at the end of the day, I, I didn't know what it was. I really didn't know what to expect because when, you, when you're dealing with an encounter, you know, it's something um, that you're not prepared for. And where it did just kind of happens. Uh, Which one did y'all go to? We went to um, we went to Asheville. Asheville, okay. Yeah, we went to uh, Asheville. Um, at the Billy Graham. Yeah, Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, but um, it was just um, it, it was it was out of this world. And very much so uh, just needed, you know, just being able to deal with um, you as the person mm-hmm. and uh, and understanding where uh, it comes from, from a spiritual standpoint. Uh, you know, for most of us, you know, or we'll just say for me and you, you know, by us growing up in church, um, you know, you hear a lot of things about um about spirits and, you know, the ties and things of that nature. Yeah, soul ties. Yeah, but you, you just hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. You just kind of just hear them. But, you know, at the encounter, you're able to hear the breakdown mm. um, and, you know, and to make the connection between why this is making this do this or why this is connected to this or the triggers for this, that, the other and the third. So um, it just brings everything full circle, you know, to light. And that, and the uh, and the other thing is um, because, you know, it's all it's all same gender. Um, all men go together. Yeah. All women go and together. All women go together. Yeah. You know, you get the opportunity just to be, you know, amongst men and just to real and to and to hear, you know, real conversations about men and what you know men have gone through. The ones that are like the encounter guides per se, mm-hmm. or the teachers. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just kind of, you know, puts everything on front street. Yes, it does. You know, uh, in regards to your life, so man, you know, you just. He laid all on the altar. Yeah, man. You just see, you know, it's just no no situation where you you know you you can hide or run or it's just all you know just in your face. So you just have to just deal with it. You know, if you're desiring, you know, um, once you get there, when you understand what's really going on, it's just you and that weekend. So you know, just you know, just make up in your mind just to um, you know just to lay it all out. And um, so that's what it was. Yeah, no telephone. Yeah, no, no cell phone. No, no, no just, radio. No, just totally disconnected from, um, from from outside. Yeah, totally. And I've and of course I've gone. I've been four times, and each time has just been not that I needed to be delivered four times. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, as a guide, 
and uh, and a part of the team and working. And for me, I know when you went first and we were already married and I, and I was so glad you went first because that let me know that me going, I was going to come back to a safe place. And even though we were married and of course, walking spiritually together, you know, saved, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, salvation is an individual walk. And so when one goes, especially as a woman, and we go and we come back and we, we're so excited and we tell our husbands all about it, he would be like, okay, okay, now what really happened? But when you went and came back and told me how it was, mm-hmm. I was so ready to go and to um, and be free and, and delivered from all the soul ties that I was carrying and the demons that were still um, mm-hmm. carrying on in my spirit. So I couldn't wait to get to the encounter retreat. And I know um, we've been, and of course, Stephen is the leader of the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte, which is our music ministry, which he is the leader of. And a lot of times when we do interviews, you are asked, well, you share with the audience that the encounter was the place where you um, forgave your dad and you, mm-hmm. you pretty much left all of that there. Do you sh- um, care to share a little bit about what that you had to leave um on the altar and Pinal, you know, the Pinal experience in relations to your father? Yeah. Um, you know, just, just, the uh, like rejection, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, uh, unforgiveness, which is, um, you know, which is really big, um, you know, and just, uh, just things as a man, uh, just the understanding of, uh, being in the right position. I don't know how you want to kind of, uh, put yeah. that or to equate that, but just mm-hmm. the understanding of, you know, you know, just doing your best to be in the right position, you know, as a man, um, all of those things and even things, you know, that I, I wouldn't talk from him, mm-hmm. you know, as a man from father to son. So, you know, forgiveness, forgiving him for that. And just so many other, you know, just, just different things, you know, lying spirit, you know, which yeah, is you know wow. definitely a major, um, you know, forgiving him from that. I mean, although, you know, again, depends upon who you're talking to, you know, just some may seem be small, but at the end of the day, all things, they mount up, Yes, they do. you know, with, with the potential to be large, um, issues in your life. So, and nothing should be just taken uh, or seen as being, you know, light. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so just, those are just, you know, some of the things, you know, just like I said, just forgiveness, you know, rejection, um, you know, just, a, you know, just the spirit of lying, um, and, uh, I mean, the list goes on, but those, yeah. those just really stick out. Mm-hmm. Disappointments, um, yeah. and probably even, um, how he treated your mom, you know, just because there's no, there's no love like a mother's love and the love that a, a son has for his mom. I, um, Maximilian, our son, uh, I picked him up yesterday to take him to get his hair cut. And uh, I was teasing him. I said, well, Max, I didn't get my birthday card this year. And he just kind of (laughs) laughed. I said, it's okay, son. I understand. I said, have you heard that saying, um, a daughter is a daughter for life and a son is yours until he takes a wife? And I said, and our girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And he started laughing. But um, there's no love like the love of a son for his father. For his mother, and when he sees his mom being mistreated, that man, that that goes deep. That goes deep. I can remember um, 
sometimes when my brothers have kind of had to check my dad when we were kids, you know, growing up, my, my oldest brother mm-hmm. is 64, I think, you know, so he was, he was almost a teenager when I was born, you know, so um, I've, I've seen those experiences in the course we were in the house together, but I've, I've seen my brother check my father, you know, about mm-hmm. how he was, um, you know, getting a little tenor bass on her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom, um, you know, and shout out to uh, Jerlene Dalton again. Again, love um, you, mama. Yeah, definitely. Um, my mom was tough. She was, man. She still is she tough. Still is. She don't take no bass, <laughs> man. Mama. My mom was tough. So, you know, um, you know, my, my mom, you know, she definitely um, held her ground. Um, whenever they uh, had disagreements and, you know, fights and arguments and stuff, you know, at the house and things like that. So I would definitely, um, definitely say that she was uh, tough. And, um, oh, just real quick, uh, and I, I do appreciate you. We work as a team and, um, because my wife gets off before I do and we just t- kind of try to coordinate everything by time. Uh, she'll drop Max off at the barber shop for me and then, um, yeah, and then I will actually meet Pick him at the barber shop. So yeah. she's not taking him to get his haircut. No, I don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> so we, we appreciate the tag team and all of that. That's just how we do in our household. We tag team on a lot of different things. But again, just to wrap up, um, my mom was definitely tough. And um, so, you know, she was, you know, even as a, even as a lady holding her ground. But, you know, was just still, you know, those images in my head, I can just see the fights and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't a good feeling or it wasn't um, um, joyful to see uh, that actually happening. But it was real. Yes, it was real. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, love. Um, how has now having a real, real relationship with the Lord because, I mean, like, we're saved, like, for real, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we both have real spiritual relationships with, with our Father, um, Savior, Jesus Christ. How has that helped you uh, walk out your your journey and your purpose in being a, a man, a man of God? And then I'll get to the husband part a little, little later. But how has that helped you? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, it goes back to uh, some of the inconsistencies uh, in the natural um, that, you know, that that um, that I spoke of on, on last week. Um, trust is a major one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just allowing the Lord, um, you know, and finding the comfort in him to be my father. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um, although my natural father was out of position or uh, wasn't around, you know, I allowed the Lord, um, you know, to be my natural father. So, you know, he would comfort me. And uh, and to give me the peace um, that I definitely um, needed, uh, you know, to walk out um, and to and to continue to walk out, you know, situations or, you know, a.k.a. uh, this life, um, you know, that I'm currently living in and trying to lead, um, you know, you as my wife and Mm -hmm. uh, Max and um, as and Adrian, both, um, you know, as our sons. So, you know, just understanding, you know, and allowing him, you know, just to be that position person. Um, and then also, you know, just understanding, uh, you know, what, um, you know, what real love is, you know, and just, you know, and just being able to see it, um, over and over and over again, um, you know, through you, um, in your example and, um, and, uh, who he's, you know, made you to be ultimately, um, you know, as my wife and whatnot and what have you. So, um, you know, that has been, you know, seeing that through him, that has been, you know, definitely a major so uh, the spiritual walk uh, for me, you know, it's everything, um, you know, that that just makes up my entire existence. Right. You know, at the end of the day, when it's all uh, said and done 
just be in a position to trust. And then once, you know, I'm in position or was in position to start trusting him and then everything else just started happening. Um, they, that's just started aligning up and, and then other things, um, started being corrected and, um, and, um, you know, I started, uh, beginning to understand not just from natural, but from a, from a spiritual standpoint, why this is happening in my life and why that is happening. So, um, starting with trust, it just major in regards to my relationship with him. Yeah. And did you find it challenging to trust God when you had trust issues? Cause this is like when you've had to do it for yourself and now you got to trust God to do it when you've had to do it for yourself. So was there ever a time where like, okay, God, I'm, I'm giving it to you now, you know, I got trust issues, <laughs> but if you can't do it, you know, I have it, you know, I mean, was there, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there have been so many times, but yeah. you know that. But that's 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 the beauty of understanding the relationship um, from father to child. Mm-hmm. You know, when you understand how that actually works, you know, then you you know, once you come out of the natural instinct of what's happening to you in your life at that moment, right? You know, and you gather yourself and um, you know you pray, and then you know you allow the peace of God you know, to come over and to take over your understanding. I mean, you know, as the Bible says, then, um, you know, you're able to move in the, and to kind of navigate, a- a.k.a., you know, be still and to see the salvation of what he wants from you and in you at that time, you're able to actually see those things. So there have been plenty of times, you know, personally, um, that, you know, that he's just really forced me to be, you know, you, you, you going to say it right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna say right here and um i'm gonna show you how this is gonna you know this is gonna work out um you know at the end of the day so um yeah you had to wait on him yeah one yeah just you had to wait on him wait on him wait on him fred hammond wait on him wait on him john peaky wait on him wait on him, him. <laughs> had to wait on him which <laughs> is the hardest thing to do yeah, yeah. is to wait on god when yeah. you really want something to happen especially yeah. if you feel like you have the ability mm-hmm. to make it happen mm-hmm. um just waiting on him man that's mm-hmm. a challenge i remember um one time we were um um i was dealing with this uh with a with a uh with a family situation uh, through, um, through court. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, when you understand, uh, you know, how court actually works, um, especially what well, court works, the, the system works, period. You know, the system isn't fast, you know, it just takes its time because, you know, everything has to run its process and run, you know, through its proper procedures, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, for this particular situation, um, it was almost, uh, almost eight weeks, six weeks, you know, over a time period before, um, you know, things could begin to, or before, before things begin to, you know, turn around and to begin to point, um, you know, in, you know, favorable when at the end of the day, prayerfully, you know, I already knew, you know, that it was going to point or it was going to end up in the, with that result. But the process of the process uh, the sitting process, yes. the, waiting process, the waiting process, that was the part that, you know, from a human standpoint, it just made no sense. But mm. again, yet yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, spiritually, you know, as he does as the father, I mean, you know, he just gives that peace 
And, you know, he just shows us, you know, just allow me to do, you know, what I'm already here for to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it will be all right. So so just experiencing that from a personal standpoint um, and just seeing how it worked out. And praise God, it worked out. And when, when we put things in his hands, they always works out. Always. Um, for our good. Always. We're going to say it that way. Yes, for our good. Because even what looks like it's not in your favor mm-hmm. is for your good. Yes, 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 yes. It's for your good. Yes, yes. Because when I think about some of the things I've been through, um, and even some of the things that you and I have been through, um, married, I was like, man, this is not going to turn out well for us. This mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. turn out well for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it worked out for our good. Yeah. And it has, and I just thank God for that. I, I really, I really do thank God for the, the times where we've had to just sit and wait, and um, and then He has given me the patience as a wife, um, which is where I'm going to segue to now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about marriage. Okay. <laughs> you're married to your married life to Miss Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this seems so weird because I'm. Sitting here talking to you, asking you questions about your wife, and I am your wife. That's okay, love. Come on. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, growing up, did you want to get married? Yeah, I did. You did? You had a Bobby and Ken? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so, what was the visual of marriage for you? What was it? Because my visual of marriage, mm-hmm. of course, was my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Of course, my mom and dad both worked. My mm-hmm. mom cooked. My dad cooked too. My mom worked swing shifts. My dad worked first shift. And when I was there, um, dad would cook dinner. If mom wasn't there or mom worked second shift, she would always prepare dinner before she would leave, you know, and things like that. Um, but my mama would always fix my daddy's plate. And put it at the table for them. Of course, we children, we all would come and eat together. My dad always worked in the yard. He always paid all the bills. Um, you know, so mom, they, they worked in hand in hand because, of course, they were 18 and 19 when they got married. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it was with the 11 children daddy had to come and do. So I had a visualization of what marriage was and the roles. Um, so what was your visualization of marriage? prior to us getting married mm-hmm. well a lot of um what i saw was really um was really um through my spiritual father mm-hmm. um bishop jade sherman bless his soul bless his soul yeah and then mother daisy sherman also bless her soul bless her soul too <clears throat> they're so, all spiritual parents yes so uh to see um you know them um operate um in church but mm-hmm. especially uh out of church yeah um, you know, so that gave me, you know, an idea or that allowed me to, you know, to kind of see a, a, a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of trying to understand, you know, what mar- what marriage uh, would possibly be like, um, you know, and just everything, not to say everything that, that could come with it, but, you know, just the many things um, that could definitely um, come with it, um, you know, from working together um, in the home. Um, you know, just, um, the children because they had children as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just seeing how they interacted with their own children, uh, you know, and just to, just to see the everyday life. Yeah. 
Um, because we were a part of their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we would go to the house and, yep. you know, we'll be in the, my, my mother Sherman would have us in the kitchen yep. and you guys would be sitting outside with Bishop or, you yep. know, be in the, in the office. He's teaching you all how to count money, yep. you know, how to do the business of the ministry, mm-hmm. um, how to be young men. We drove, well, you did, drove mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. I rode in the car with them because mm-hmm. I was um, one of the musicians. And so they would pick me up. So I, I understand what you're saying, seeing that dynamic ministry mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. team. And mm-hmm. they were an amazing team, mm-hmm. yes. amazing team in the ministry. Mother mm-hmm. Sherman was always, I think about them every time I get behind the wheel and we're ministering and going somewhere and you're on the passenger side and I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And that's how they did. You know, she would drive and he would sleep or he would drive. And sometimes she drove up and back mm-hmm. after he ministering. And, and that's what we have. And we got that from them. Right. right you know, right. how to how to be and how to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to serve in the church by by them. And, and so did you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things that you did in the ministry um, in our church that um, as a young man, I mean, you were counting the offering. Yeah, I mean, so th- again, that has to do before um, you were a deacon, I think. Yeah, so that all that. So I mean, so just imagining that, just all uh, translating or transcending over into an everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in preparation for you know Man. your mate. Yeah, your mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so not to deal you know with money and you know again, I mean, you know, just riding in cars and opening doors. doors yeah. and, you know, knowing how to go out to dinner. Yeah. Watching the just, cars on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, just so many different things. So, you know, even those things that we did um, or that we actually saw, um, you know, in the church house, those things, you know, they ultimately transitioned over, you know, to, um, you know, the marriage life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very important. And that was, a, you know, indeed, you know, a, um, a tremendous uh, piece, an important part uh, of our life that connected from a marriage standpoint. So... So I say that for me, you know, like I said, you know, just, you know, just seeing how they move and how they just went around and how they operated, um, you know, both in, uh, in the presence, uh, of the Lord mm-hmm. and the congregation and, the congregation. and then and also how they operated outside of the congregation Yeah, and still in the presence of the Lord. And so. still in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So what, what was it you want in a, in a wife? Cause we all, when I was growing up, I wanted to be like mother Sherman. I didn't want to be like my mom. I really didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to be like my grandmother. Um, I wanted to be like Mother Sherman, because she just uh, she was just the vision of of a saintly woman um, who served her husband. She always dressed nice. Um, she carried herself in such a manner mm-hmm. that um, many of us, well, I can say for me, wanted to um, to be like. And so I, that's, I just wanted to be the kind of wife that I saw her be, um, and to have a husband, um, such as Bishop, of course, a preacher, um, who just loved the Lord and took care of his family. Mm-hmm. So what, what was it you wanted in a wife? And did you get what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> you silly. Um, you know, I, I think, um, Miss Lisa, you're in there. Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, it was, you know, and you can be honest. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know, for me, it was, you know, just really just, you know, you know, just praying for someone, you know, that um, that would be able to understand, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the totality of, of who I was, mm-hmm. uh, which means, um, you know, because church uh, church was a uh, was a major part of my life yes. and always has been. So, uh, you know, so to have someone, you know, that can understand that as well as, you know, just the natural side of uh, me as a person and, um, you know, you know, my inconsistencies and things of that nature. Um, how did it all look? Um, you know, I just knew it was it was I, I didn't have a checklist. I didn't run around with a notepad. You know, every time I pull out my pocket, say, check, <laughs> check, 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 check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm peeking over at him like, all right. Nah. Check, 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 check. Um, but, you know, over time, you know, when you, especially when you, you know, when you've already given the Lord and you've already prayed that prayer. Yeah. And, you know, you know what you've already, uh, you know, detailed into him, you know, what you, what you really want and, you know, and those things that you are desiring. And then um, to see those things, you know, in a person, yeah, that's the thing that just kind of just bugs you out. So I'll just say, What's that, what kind of things? You know, I, just, I just said, you know, just kind of just, you know, just it just, um, you know, just being honest, just the whole honesty piece, and you know, just having somebody or just seeing somebody, you know, um, you know, that ha- that has, uh, you know, that just has a way about them um, that is um, magnetic uh, to people in so many different ways, um, you know, just just seeing the seriousness of, uh, you know, of, of a person, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know, and, and not only that, but, you know, the way that they are, you know, from a, uh, from a business standpoint, when I mean a business standpoint, I don't, I don't necessarily mean, you know, from a working standpoint, but, you know, just understanding the flow of, um, you know, what's happening and, and definitely uh, what needs to happen, um, in the existence of, mm-hmm. of an actual couple, um, those things are, you know, were really uh, big for me. Um, you know, a person, you know, you already got something going on. So you won't be trying to watch me and what I got going on and just waiting for me to finish what I got going on. So basically, I needed to have my own life. Please. <laughs> <laughs> just to have something going on, you know, that was uh, very important. But, but buzzing your uh, pager. Just all that. Just, you know, just. Where you at? Just all that. Yeah. Just, just all of that. Um, you know, that was very important. Um, you know, to me, but, you know, um, and I think just the home run hitter for me is just, you know, just a person that, you know, having a life of prayer and, um, you know, you've always had that and you still have that. So that was just, um, you know, that was just the one that just, to me, that just really just kind of, uh, just, you know, knocked it out the park and was a home run hitter um, from this standpoint. Um, and, um, we're yet still here and, um, yet still smiling. I'm smiling right now. (laughs) Uh, the microphone <laughs> and uh god has been good god has been good praise the lord praise the lord um you know every couple has a love story well i'm gonna say it this way every couple should have a love story yes they should have a love story you know yes. they should be a breakup and a put back together love story <laughs> yes and i know you say this all the time love that you don't remember us ever breaking up i know you say this but we did kind of have like a two months breakup <laughs> okay 
<laughs> but nobody knew we were together because we were still doing music together. Um, Leviticus was just, you know, coming into um, existence. And I was like, man, I I just maybe a year and a half of um, leaving my second husband. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I just can't do this. I'm done, you know. Um, but coming back um, from, was it Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Um, and I share this story all the time. This was 2002 or three. Like three. Somewhere down around there. Yeah. Um, man... We were on this airplane, and I, I, I'm not going to say swear to God, but I promise you, I just knew we were about to die. But this man right here, and of course, we were together when he booked the seats, but, you know, as a couple. But anyway, we were on the plane, and my husband, of course, he was my husband then, um, started praying, and he started speaking in tongue, and he just started interceding. And I prayed, and I asked the Lord um, if I was to be, you know, have a husband that he had to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, with a mighty burning fire, who loved who loved him more than he loved me, and he will allow me to be Lisa. And so on that airplane, Stephen started speaking in tongue, and he just he whispered in, in my ear and he said, "Yo, go to sleep." And I went to sleep, and I woke up and in in the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, "Stephen is your husband." I had to go to church, so I didn't get a chance to tell him what the Holy Spirit said, but I called him and I asked him to meet me at home, at my house. I had to tell him something, and I told him what the Holy Spirit said. Do you remember that love? I think I do. You need to. <laughs> you think you do? I do. <laughs> I remember. You remember that? Yeah. And I was like, and we have been together ever since. Like when people say, "Does the Holy Spirit let you know who's your husband and a wife?" Th- yes. Yeah, one one. I don't want to say a hundred percent. I say a thousand percent. You always say a thousand. One thousand percent. So so you know again, um, that's why you know, like I said, you have a check for me. It was a it was a checklist, but it wasn't an extreme list. Right. There were just some things you know on it that at the end of the day that okay we're here we're here we're here we're here, and then you know everything else. Um, because you don't know the whole totality of a person anyway. Right. Um, you know, and I'm just speaking from my vantage point. So, but I saw this, 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 and this, and this. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, let's go. Right. So that's, right. that was me. And being able to deal with someone who, uh, who is, and I'm going to say this, ladies. You can't compete with a man's first love. And I'm not talking female love. I'm talking his ministry love. Mm-hmm. Whatever God has anointed him to do. And I've had many conversations with other wives whose husbands are in the ministry. Um, and they understand that I cannot compete with the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I I knew, not in the beginning of our marriage, but I knew um, as I matured and we matured and I walked together. But music was something I couldn't compete with. Mm-hmm. And I've um, I've learned... That's that's he was doing music before he got me, and I was doing fitness before he got me. Exactly, and so we both continued to do music. He do, we do music together now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do fitness alone still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he is on the healthy eating train, yeah, she, which is she preps the meal, so uh, <laughs> not fully alone. We just not all the way there yet. Yeah, just not there yet. We still praying. We still praying on that part. Yeah, but uh, my point is. Um, I've always 
knew music was your heart. Mm-hmm. I always knew that. And, and there's never been a time when you've been in the studio and I've been wondering who you were with or if you were really there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that um, you knew you needed. Yes. Someone that understood the ministry part mm-hmm. of, of who Stephen Dalton is. Right. So that's, I mean, that's one of the first things that's, I mean, I mentioned at the end of the day, you know, because uh, church was a part of my life. So, you know, just understanding, you know, um, everything that comes with that. Because, you know, we, we, we came up and we, we were in church for four, four or five times a week yes. in some cases. So, you know, um, that had to be, you know, um, that had to be there because outside of that, it, it, it wouldn't work. Right. It wouldn't work. Right. And, and now that, um, you know, the Lord has uh, birthed the, my own ministry, mm-hmm. excuse me, and, and then the support that you give me. Mm-hmm. Like you never tell me I can't go speak or you, you never say, oh, where are you going now? You know, I teach at at church and, you mm-hmm. know, say, well, why are you always over there? Because I was doing that in, in this. And it's another thing, ladies. Um, the word says a man who findeth the wife. So you are supposed to be doing the things of God. Mm-hmm. So when he finds you and you get married, there won't be any issues with you continuing on with the things mm-hmm. of God. Now, granted, yes, I know I have to prep. I not make sure things are good at home before I leave, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. But you have always supported me, and, and I love you for that. I mean, not just for that, but mm-hmm. I thank you um, for supporting me. You've never told me I couldn't go to the gym. That mm-hmm. would have been fighting words. Tell <laughs> 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 me, Imagine me telling you you can't do music. You know, so Mm -hmm. it works the same way. I want to ask you this question as we begin to wrap up, love. And this has been really good. Um, Thank you um, for for (laughs) coming into the studio today, coming from down down where you be at all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, love. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. You avoid it anytime, Mm -hmm. anytime. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing you love most about your journey now? And this season in your life, what is it? What is it you love about this season you're in now? I can answer. You don't have an answer. I say I can answer now. Okay. Yes. You okay. Can um, you know, today, you know, at this age, um, you know, just having the lens to see, uh, you know, just really. Um, a lot of the seeds that have been planted, um, you know, just, you know, just begin just to see them, um, you know, definitely um, just begin just to come up. Um, I say that, um, you know, family wise, you know, continuing to see, um, as you just spoke on, seeing your ministry grow um, at the same time. And along with that, you know, you know, continuing to see me to grow as a husband, yeah. um, you know, and just to get better at this thing day by day. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a daily process. It is. You know, it's, 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 it's definitely a daily process with a whole lot of patience. Um, so to see, you know, like I said, those seeds begin to um, maturate. And, of course, uh, you know, with Max, you know, just seeing him grow up, you know, to he's 19, you know, with, you know, with a with some hair on his face now. Yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so to see again, you know, that's a whole nother maturation uh, point and Adrian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, just to see how yeah, he's grown yeah, and he's married. Um, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, the lens of today, just to be able to see, 
um, a lot of the seeds that have been planted that are, that are, uh, that are growing up or that are coming up, uh, which, you know, I'm a man of great faith. Yes, you Always are. have Always been, have, you know, yeah. quitting, as I said last week, man, this would be my last breath. You know, if my wife's still living at the time, it'd be my last breath. I'll say, I love you. Quitting is not an option. <laughs> and then I'm a pass. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so listen, man, quitting is not an option. Quitting so, is not an option. so I said that to say, because I'm a man of great faith, you know, from seeing what I've seen thus far, you know, the future is just, it just, it's, it, it looks so crazy. It does. I just believe the mountain hemispheres, you know, are all attainable. Yeah. You know, if I don't care. I don't care. You would have to actually tell me that it can't be done at the ninth hour by no means, no way, no how. It cannot be. Um, and that's just what I believe. So I've seen, like I said, you know, a lot of things that, you know, that we've been praying for and things uh, come to pass. Yeah. And now, like I said, for what's going to be, psh- Man, that 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 just that keeps me going and just really just keeps me, you know, just turned up as they say, just just expecting because I'm always expecting. Yeah, I'm always. I just I just expect. I just sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you can call it superficial, call it what you want to call it, but I always expect. I just I always got my victory shades on. Yes, you do, and my cape on. And you've taught me that as well. Um, you you we were putting together your studio. Um, a few months ago and we had to try to figure out how we were going to get this table in the right position mm-hmm. and you said um, love you're looking at it. you say I'm looking at how, how it can work not the fact that it can't work mm-hmm. we already knew it, what we had was not working right? but you were already on the how we going to get this to work mm-hmm. and that stuck with me man I wow. was like why well, to put that on an index card no. Don't focus on how it's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on how we're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say this to you as we conclude, love. Um, everybody, the takeaways from today is just remember, like we stated last week, your beginning does not um, determine your end. Yes. Um, God is always in control. Everything is working together for your good. Whether mm-hmm. you have a father in the house our father um, outside of the home. God is our father. Yes. He is our Abba father. Mm-hmm. And he comes so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And there is no good thing will he withhold from those. That's my favorite scripture, <laughs> man. No good thing will he man, withhold yes. from those that walk upright before him. And he he's concerned about everything. Yes. Uh, my desires. He's concerned about me. And uh, and I just thank God um, today as we um, close out this segment. Thank you, love, again for sharing um, your mm-hmm. your story and your heart. And I see you blooming. I see you coming up. Coming <laughs> up like a good rose. <laughs> oh, that flower I've been reading about, a narcissist, is so in- enduring and so beautiful. It lures people to it. I was like, okay, I like that. But the narcissistic um, spirit comes from that flower. But um, you're not narcissistic at all. But you're just, I just see God just taking you um, 
so many places and i'm gonna be riding right with you amen one thousand percent one thousand percent we're gonna get a t-shirt and say one thousand percent one thousand one one thousand two amen i pray that this segment was helpful to you and, and blessed you in um in a way that will cause you to uh, want to do better and want to be better amen amen and close this out in prayer please. yes Father, we love you, God. We just honor you, God. We thank you, Lord, just for this conversation that we've had, oh God, Lord, that has been about you, God, Lord, and about us, oh God, Lord, and you and us, oh God, Lord, uh, for the glory of your kingdom, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for the courage, oh God, and the holy boldness, oh God, just to share um, our stories what people don't know and what we're not afraid to give, oh God, Lord, to you, oh God, Lord, and now, Lord, to your people, oh God, Lord, so that they can see the transformation of your hand, oh God, Lord, and your spirit, oh God, Lord, that it resides within us, oh God, that gives us a peace to speak on these situations and these experiences uh, of our lives. Now, Lord, as we're leaving this this atmosphere right now god i thank you lord god for the listeners oh god lord i thank you for finding peace within lord that is a not just a mantra oh god lord but it's a declaration um that when you speak finding peace within it's not even a question you're making a statement so on today oh god lord this podcast serves as a declaration to those that will hear for those that have not even discovered it yet but you said eyes haven't seen ears haven't heard and it has entered the hearts of men, you know, what you're going to do, oh God, Lord. So this is a what you're going to do when it becomes public, oh God, Lord, to those that have never heard it before. God, and I thank you for my wife, oh God, Lord, and what you're doing and what you've done, oh God, and what you're going to continue to do through her and her ministry, oh God, Lord, not just within the four walls of the church, but ultimately outside so that people can see your total goodness in her life, oh God, Lord, and that they can be drawn by you, God, Lord, to your kingdom, God. In Jesus' name I pray, just continue to keep me, bless our ministry, bless our children, bless our home, oh God, Lord. You give us a place of peace to preside and reside and abide in, and we ask that you continue to do so, God, Lord, by your standards, oh God, Lord, which are lifted high. And we know when when you're lifted high that the enemy is defeated. So in Jesus' name we pray, we give you total glory. Amen. Amen. Make it a beautiful week. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember to love God, be thankful for him and everything that he has given to you. It is through his power, his might, and his grace. We have all that we have. And as we always say, remember to find peace within. A centered mind is a centered soul. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can follow me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton. And follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. I even have a website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, you can find the books that I've written, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. 
A centered soul is a centered mind.